journey has brought me to an understanding of the divine forces with which we have all been bestowed. It was in this search that I came upon a revelation which has called me to guide millions of people towards their righteous destiny. destiny. We're gonna do a song. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a song that you never heard before. Who's gonna do this now? We are the strongest. We're the I spit that orchestral Medina born exceptional Extra, extra terrestrial From out the ghetto Best of you Put your yard up For knowledge like the lessons do So fly queens Can get high off the residue So real and surreal A pure deal Dante Flacco What's going on everyone? Welcome to the Jeff versus the World Presents The I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast And I'm back this week But I gotta be honest with you I was super lazy this week so what I did was um, I was on the Keita and Jay show. Um, we got to talk wrestling Friday night. So what I asked them, I asked them was, OK, if I record and I could use this as an episode for my show this week, just because, you know, I didn't want to talk about things that I would just come back on my show and talk about. So what you're going to hear is me on the Keita and Jay show. Now, if you want to follow Keita and Jay, you can follow them at Keita and Jay on Twitter. And also, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Facebook. Also, you can follow me at the Real Jeff versus the World on Instagram. I really got to start doing more with my Instagram page, but that's a conversation for another time. So, what you're going to hear us talk about is pretty much everything that's happened, maybe in the last week and a half, so of wrestling. And again, we recorded Friday night, so it shouldn't be too dated. We didn't. We were recording as SmackDown was happening, and you're going to the conversation should start somewhere around where we we're talking about. Um, maybe the network changing as far as pay-per-views and stuff. So that's what you're going to hear. Uh, this is not officially number 11. Number 11 will be next week and I won't be super lazy and I'll actually do a show and just not record over <laughs> a show that I'm on. But anyway, this is a special episode. Jeff versus the world presents. I'm not Dave. I'm not Dave wrestling podcast. Um, until next week, y'all take it easy. Peace. J Show. This is episode 215. I am Keita Hubbard. Of course, I'm joined by my right-hand man in the podcast world, Mr. J Giles. We're also joined by Jeff from Jeff vs. the World. How you guys doing tonight? What's We're going good. on? Cool. Jeff, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Me and Jay appreciate it, sir. No problem. Anything for you to you too. Oh, uh, yes. Uh-oh. Oh, you should have said that, Oh, okay. I would definitely keep that in my notes, okay? Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate that. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But, um, so me and Jay, we had an adventure this weekend, or last weekend at this point. It literally is like Friday now. We Last weekend, we went to Portland for NXT TakeOver. That was a fun event for us. We meet up. We did a Facebook Live thing. Jay really enjoyed that. And we did Mixler. So you guys could check out episode 214 of the Keaton Jay show. Just going over um, the NXT Portland show. And we told you stuff that you guys probably didn't even see on the TV. And I didn't even go back and watch that. Did you, Jay? Uh, no, I haven't yet. I'll probably do it over the weekend. I meant to do it um, yesterday, but I didn't. I didn't do it day either since I have this whole 
like a four day weekend basically. So, yeah. Right. Me too. I was gonna do it today or um yesterday or the day before, but I didn't. It was just I don't know, maybe I was being lazy, who knows? But uh Jeff, again, thank you for joining us. I know I said it multiple times. But sir, um tell the people about yourself, like a quick one minute and about your podcast. Okay, I am Jeff from Jeff versus the World. Uh, my podcast is all over the place. You can come to my podcast. You'll get wrestling. You'll get movie reviews. Uh, you'll get to know people that's in the industry as far as music, uh, TV. I have done some interviews. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna talk about mainly the whole thing, the thing that everybody likes right now is the wrestling and movie reviews. So that's pretty much my bread and butter. But I do have a new show that will be starting on my uh, anniversary, my full year anniversary called Once Upon a Time on the podcast. Basically, where uh, twice a month I'm going to get on there and the show could be about any and everything. Who knows what it may be about? But the first episode is just going to be about my first year in podcasting and trials and tribulations and things that I went through. But, um, yeah, uh, Tuesdays. I do movies. Uh, the weekends usually uh, my wrestling and anything else in between. I just put out whenever I can. Okay, first, uh, congratulations on the one year yes, anniversary. Oh, That's you. awesome because these days you got people who start in like a month, then they give up. So we do. Um, that, that's what's up that you actually have a one year because some people give up. I don't know why they give up. And I like how on your podcast you hold, you have so much of different things that you give to people. So that's awesome. Um, people get to listen to that. You had one episode, I'm blanking on her name, but she had music. And I liked her song, but I cannot think of her name. I apologize in advance. And I really liked your interview with her. I cannot remember her name. But um, it felt like it was this year or maybe the end of last year, but I know it was recent. Mm, let me think. I can't remember the song. I can't. It was a good song, but I cannot remember her uh, her name. I hope I'm getting the right podcast out. But yeah, <laughs> I believe it was you. Oh, I, I, okay. I know you talking. You talking about Lena? You talking about Lena? On my way. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I love that song. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, okay. I see, I see, I see Jeff. He's getting out there. He's getting his product out there. My question to you, actually, I mean, you're going to discuss it on your show. It's like. What what did you learn this year for your from your first year of podcasting? Um, hmm. I think what I learned more is just to have more patience this year, um, because it started off rocky. Uh, I remember the first episode I tried to report uh, record didn't record, and me and actually Cam from uh, East Coast Cast, you know, we sat down and we did an episode like maybe an hour long. And I was just like, what in the world is it meant for me to do this podcast thing? Because I just had to, before I was, uh, my laptop died. So I had to get a new laptop and I got the laptop and then we recorded and I'm like, oh man, is this not supposed to happen? And then throughout the year, uh, interviews that were scheduled from certain people uh, didn't happen for whatever reasons. I'm not going to you know, shoot nobody up, throw no names out there, but you know, stuff happens and, you know, I would get frustrated because I had all this stuff lined up and it didn't happen. But what it just taught me is just to have more patience and to really pace myself and be thankful for the opportunities and things that I have going right now, because everything is not going to go my way. So I just have to, you know, keep that in mind and keep pushing. 
Okay. Uh, well, me and Jay, we, we totally understand. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. the whole laptop dying, was on Jay's part. Not going to wolf me, please. Well, my house really? is to cents, right? No, mine did too. Remember, one of my laptops went out, and we get the whole when you are recording the episode, Ugh. and you just enjoying yourself so much, <laughs> and you go back. It was one episode. I can't remember what was recorded, mm. probably NXT. And I was like, no. And he was like, what's wrong? I was like, it didn't freaking pick up nothing but one second. Ooh. And then I was like, we got to do it again. And he was so nice at the time, right? And he was like, okay, we do it again. But it, it was like a, it's like when you first, it's like, dang, like you cannot get back that chemistry. Because yeah. that's like, you had to think what you were saying. And then you wanted to come off organically, but it's hard to do it the second time, especially when you're pissed off that you had a very good episode. <laughs> so we do understand that, right, yeah. Jay? Yeah, yeah, I it, think that, that is true. And speak. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was about to say, uh, yeah, me and Cam recorded that episode. I think he came back. I said, you know what? I think he waited like two months to come back and do an episode because he would end up being like the eighth and ninth, ninth person I had on the show. And I was just like, yeah, it, it, I mean, it worked out. But that first time we recorded, I wish people could have heard. Yeah, no, no. Like I was um, going to say real quick. Uh, matter of fact. Um, my newest um, movie talk episode where I did Terminator Dark Fate. I recorded it and I, I noticed like when I was looking at like the, the lines and everything as far as, you know, you talking and everything, you seeing the waves and everything. I was like, why well, it looks funny and everything, but I just kept going. And then when I finished, I, was, I listened to it back and the audio was distorted. And I was like, son of a, I'm like, I got to do this all over again. And I, I literally had to sit there and re-record it. And even though the second recording was, to me, was better than the first, um, of course the sound quality was better, but I felt like what I said in the second recording of it was better than the first, but still, I, it's just that whole thing of you go through a whole episode, like he was saying to you, then you have to go back and do it all over again, and it does, it, it's like all your energy is kind of drained or whatnot from doing it, and then you're like, oh, I gotta sit here and actually do it all over again from from A to get to Z and everything. It's, it's one of those things, but I mean, I, I feel like that's like the whole thing about podcasting because a lot of podcasters, they say that, you know, you either you either have bad audio that happens, you lose episodes for no control of your own, you lose episodes. And so I always look at it like as a, a rite of passage in this crazy world that we call podcasting. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I do agree. So, Jeff, we glad you got through your first year. Trust me. Um, I don't wish bad, but we understand it will it will keep continue to happen once in a blue moon. Oh yeah. We've been doing almost five years, and at least <laughs> yeah. like twice a year I get audio. But thank God for Jay is my backup, you know. And he be like, "Oh, I got it." And then sometimes that be distorted too. It's like, okay, something got to give. But it's like if you have a lot of backup recorders, it really helps your podcast because um, Jay would tell you I always panic with audio like I just like oh, it got to be perfect for me I don't know why it's, it's a, a thing I picked up because I guess we lost so many episodes and yeah. it's just one of them like oh like it had to be like recorded even when I have Chris on the show it'd be me Jay Chris mind you I'm recording I got three different ones Jay has and I'm like Chris can you record to that's how <laughs> about recording because it's like once you do it you don't want to do it again no so, no, no, I mean, no. that's just, 
that's just the podcast of the world. But again, congratulations on the first year. Yeah, and it's fun doing it. And um, I like I like to see how you're growing. You got interviews. You got different shows. You kind of remind me of like me and Dave when we started out all these different shows and stuff. And But now we just literally have one oh, <laughs> because of our yeah. schedule yeah. for us together. So, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, that's together. The, the plan is to... Yeah, um, I know. The plan, the plan, for, <laughs> the plan for me is to keep keep going at this rate because I feel like if, if I just sit in one box and talk about one thing, I don't know. You know, I just I got to keep my interests in line with podcasting. So it's good for me to talk about different things. Because if I sat there and talked about wrestling every week, I don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know how that'll work out. I just don't. So adding something in with movies, like when me and Shahid do the movie uh, Hood Classics, that's just fun. That's just me watching the movie, doing something I regularly do is, and I can do that. Um, pretty soon, you know, I must be going into some other things and talk about things. I just want to keep it, you know, keep it different for everybody because I know everybody isn't a wrestling fan, and I know everybody isn't. But you know, movies and TV. That's pretty much everybody's bag. You know, they're going to watch something and you might catch an episode that you want to hear and you listen to it. And then as far as like the interviews and stuff I'm doing, but, you know, I slowed down early. Well, it slowed down for 2020 just because I want to actually get a lineup set together. But I love talking to new people, like as far as trying to get on, no matter what it's what they're doing, as far as, as um you know, writing, rap, rapping, singing, whatever it is, it's, it's just, a, just a different feeling when you knew. And you're trying to climb to get, you know, to a certain point. And I just love to talk to people right then and there. Because, you know, at a certain point, if things take off, they're not going to be looking to check or talk on a small podcast like me. But it's good that I get to get them, you know, ground floor. Jay, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, like Jeff said, you know, it's good to kind of, you know, switch it up every now and then. I think that's like what we did for, for a matter of fact. We, like you said, Keita, we started out, we was doing like all the different wrestling and all this stuff, and then we kind of got burned out on that in a way. And that's when we just kind of, you know, okay, well, we got the Keita and Jay show. That show, like this show basically is where we, yeah, we talk about wrestling, but we also talk about certain personal stuff and everything, sports and different things. Sometimes even movies, we do tributes for different people and things of that nature. So we kind of evolved this show because I think, you know, kind of similar to what Jeff said too, if we just stick to talk about wrestling, you know, solely or whatnot, you probably, we probably would fizzle out or whatnot because I don't think that we could actually sit and do an hour and a half or a two hours show every week just talking strictly wrestling or whatnot. Yeah. So, and like, but, I, I mean, it's recently, no, recently I've been doing like 15 to 20 minute shows of wrestling and I just hit the points of things that I actually, you know, things that I thought about that I felt like I wanted to talk about. It could be two or three things. I hit those points and then I'm out because I'm not going to sit there, you know, cause it's just, once you start getting into it and you start talking about it, I don't want to lose that love that I have for wrestling, if that makes any sense. Because sometimes people can end up talking, 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 talking. And then they just sound like, well, did you, why did you watch it if you hate it so much? So I just talk about the things that yeah. I like or I talked about the things that I found interesting or like the, lab, the last one I did, I believe, or two episodes ago, which everybody's going crazy about it is uh, no pay-per-views on the network possible. Ooh, that's cold, cold game. People are upset. 
But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could just jump to that top. Actually, Ashley was on the list. I call of Kita. Um, yeah. So no pay per view. That's the rumor. The whole thing with ESPN. Mm. Uh, they're supposed to be going on there, probably on Amazon Prime. Uh, thoughts about that, Jeff? Um, uh, as a business decision, why not? Uh, you know, but as a fan, I buy a network. Like <laughs> the 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 key to network for me was to watch these pay per views for ten dollars. I'm not going back to paying for pay per views. I'm not. It's all too. Like I don't care. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Okay, uh, Jay. Any thoughts about this? Well, I mean, I mean that was the whole like one of the selling points for me to get the network because I'm mm-hmm. I'm one of the day one ish people I should say. Um, oh, and I've been with it since day one, right? And that was one of the selling points. Going back and watching a lot of the older stuff, yeah, I'm, I still do that. But even though I, it was funny because even though I don't watch the pay per views, even though I have it, or now I watch more of the older stuff and like a lot of the documentary and stuff, but still, if I want to watch the pay per views, like the Royal Rumble, which I was not planning to do, but I had the opportunity to do it. Because of you know that happened all around the whole um, Kobe Bryant you know passing away thing and everything, so I I kind of needed that you know to kind of watch because that was like a that was a sad weekend and and for once wrestling was there to lift everybody up and I mean I, I wasn't gonna let's say if the network you know if they was doing the whole thing about the pay per views you know going back to being sixty something dollars or whatnot. Yeah, I was in a bad spot as far as, you know, feeling sad about what happened. But I wasn't going to be like, oh, I'm going to pay $60 for this pay for you to watch it. So yeah. I'll find something else to watch. Yeah. But it's, it's weird that they, you know, that this is even an option now because it's like, well, what was the real point of the network if you eventually just going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to sell the rights off to it, to ESPN or Amazon Prime or something. Even though I have Amazon, so wouldn't be no big deal to me. But. Well, I think um I think what the thing that I heard was um the president that stepped down or whoever, they estimated and then my numbers could be wrong, so somebody can correct me. Uh they estimated like two point five or three million people were gonna have the network. And they're like at one point four something now and it's been going down. So yeah, I mean as a business person, if you're losing money in something and somebody willing to like, if they would be willing to get a deal like UFC, where UFC don't really have to worry about buy rates, and you gonna give me all this money up front for my pay per views, or maybe my my big four pay per views. Let's say okay, yeah. Let's not let me not let's just say it's just a big four. Was that Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series? Yeah, why not take that deal? But as a fan, no way. Like, I just have to hit up a bar like I used to back in the day, and, like, I'll watch it this way, I guess. I'll be be down here in the bar somewhere watching it because I'm just trying to think of, like, the price point, and, oh, it's a lot because from what somebody told me, I have, I don't think I've bought a UFC pay-per-view ever. If I ever watched UFC, it was over somebody's house or at a bar or something like that. They're still full price. UFC fights are still full price. And I think that's what sixty or seventy dollars, and mm-hmm. I, and I believe that and this is oh this is gonna take a lot. That was like six years ago. I think WWE pay per views were fifty. Yeah, fifty or if you want to go back to like forty, 
I think it used to be fifty for uh, WrestleMania. This is back in the day now, and then I think it used to be forty or thirty. It felt like forty for a regular pay per view. This is years ago. Wow. So I'm not sure what what was the rate before they came to the network. Yeah. Um. So, um, my opinion on it, it feel like it is like Jay said. I'm sorry, adjusted with the business deal and. Recently, they've been losing a lot of um, fans as far as, like, just going to the shows live. So I think that revenue, too, is going down. And going to ESPN or uh, Amazon Prime, it kind of, like, put me in the mindset, what if WWE sells after Vince McMahon's gone? I mean, they're doing this right now. This is a business decision. But, like, it, it just gave me that mindset of, what if the McMahons are not control of WWE after Vince is gone? I don't know why. After he's gone, shoot. What? He, who's to say he... Okay, if the XFL takes off or whatnot, who's to say mm-hmm. Vince is like, oh, I'm going to sell off the you know the company because I don't want my family to have it, damn it. And, and then, mm-hmm. No, no I think when Vince is still here, I think he will keep it, but it just felt like when they like going to outsiders, they trying to get that that buy as well, but it just feel like I don't know if we'll be in in the company. I don't maybe they will have somebody like split down the middle. Like we had that storyline years ago with Flair and Vince. Maybe for example it'd be Amazon oh it, it, and then you have like H and Stephanie and, and Shane take half and half. I don't know why it took me to that uh, mindset of like they doing these different routes. Like they they trying to grab money where they where anywhere they can at this point. They're going to stop it right before Mania, which is a bad idea to me. But the business decision, they make tons of money over there. But it's like it feels like they just trying to like get everything they can out their company because they losing their fan base in a way. People don't even watch wrestling a lot. I mean, the Mania crowd is one thing, but it's like you don't have that crowd every week uh, when you watching these shows. Not all the time. I mean, they split up the Well, we know. RWE-wise. I mean, we we know who falls up. I'm just saying, looking at this ESP thing, the rumor about uh, Amazon was like, okay, what if they actually sell to them? Like, how would the fans actually, like, grasp that? Like, how how it would affect every podcast, I think, unless you got big bucks to, you know, do pay-per-views and buy them or whatever. But that's a whole different situation. But I don't know, it just had me thinking about the future in the next, like, 10 years or 20 years. Like, what will the state of WWE be? You know yeah. what You know what happened to the um, podcast, especially wrestling podcast? If they were to sell to whoever, a lot of us would just be out the game. I, I honestly believe that because it's no way I'm going to believe a certain age. I'm a, uh, I don't want to do ages, but I'm thinking of, like, if you over 25, I don't see you. You're not paying. You're not paying for pay-per-views. You're not doing that. And a lot of podcasts out there are people that's 25 and up. And unless you really are loyal to WWE and you got the bread. Now, don't get toy you know, People out there got the bread. They're going to pay for the pay-per-views. No problem. $60 ain't going to be nothing to them. So, like... It's just the principle, man. You you and trained your audience with this nine ninety nine. We had to hear that for what a good year. Nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine. You know, over the top of uh, everything. 
And then you telling me you're going to try to retrain your audience to say, no, uh, 40, 50, $60, however much it costs. Yeah. Go pay it to whoever. And you get to see our pay-per-view. That's going to be like hard that, that if they, if this happens, that first year is going to be hard and people just going to die out because it's like, I'm doing a podcast, but without the pay-per-views, what is my podcast? Like I can tell you what happened on Raw and SmackDown. And maybe if I, you know, chip in you know i guess it go back to the days of chipping in and but i don't think that audience is there no more no i don't think so even unless you like you say go to a bar where it will help but um i think you have more old school um podcasts at that point in my person thing i think it still would be wrestling it just be you know oh you know the ruthless aggression era or oh that's where oh in the 80s and the 70s you would get that yeah yeah. Uh, podcast more versus what you have now. Mm-hmm. I think I can AEW, see that too. AEW, AEW, AEW. You know, so, we be doing the the reality yeah. of it is this makes AEW shine. Put it puts a little shine on AEW. It actually does because they have the they have like the the newness of well, y'all know how much y'all were paying for our pay per views, and we only doing four or six. I don't know four or six a year. And I think people will be more willing to do that four or six or maybe, you know, just pick one or two they'll do a year to just say WWE here every month, here every month, here every month. Oh, big one here. every See, I, I'm just saying it may say AEW, AEW kind of helped WWE see like that people will pay for pay-per-views because a lot of people did yep. pay for the AEW pay-per-views. So maybe it's that market. I don't know what the numbers are, but maybe those same people. But that same number will pay for a WWE pay-per-view and WWE will be happy with that. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Uh, on that note, we need to move on to something else. Uh, Jeff, uh, so what's about Black History Month and what does it mean to you and dealing with pro wrestling? Oh, man, this is my favorite time of the year. Uh, as far as just especially on social media, because you can find out a lot of things that you might, might never knew on social media. You know, somebody might put up a little small thing about a wrestler or B wrestler or whatever. And it just seems like it's just real positive around this time for black history. Um, the shine that a lot of our, our, our people, as far as, you know, um, Keith Lee and uh, the dream and uh, who am I missing? Y'all help me out. Kofi Kingston, new day itself. Uh, Naomi, Bianca, it's great to see because it was a time where it was just like, you know, Mark Henry or just a nation yeah. or just the rock. But just to see Ooh. on the main roster, um, on the independents, just this, you know, people that look like us out there and knowing that, you know, they're not afraid to be black. If that makes any sense, they're not afraid to be, you know, they're not saying, oh, well, let me do this because I know if I do this certain way, then they'll look at me. We got people out here just like, no, nah, I'm black and this is who I'm going to be. This is who I am. Um, while, you know, it's a little more grittier and a little more understandable and independence. Of course, you know, if you get to a roster, you know, a main roster or whatever it may be, WWE or AEW, things will change. But even still, Naomi. It's like since she came back, it's just a different aura about her. Like she's getting mainstream love from Essence magazine to just, you know, people saying, oh, I didn't know black girls that look like her were wrestling now. 
And that means something to somebody that's black. And it's just good to see, man. It's been a good month, man. Um, while, you know, sometimes we get frustrated with bookings of our athletes, uh, people that look like us. It's just a good time to see all the all of them right now just flourishing and being in WWE and being spotlighted. While we can argue about booking all day, and that's with white, black, Mexican, whoever it may be, it's just a really good time and great time to see what's happening in 2020 with our um, black wrestlers. Okay. I, I mean, I can't add nothing to that. Uh, on the positive note, the negative note would be Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he would be placed at, like, he can flourish his career. Do you think he need to go back to NXT? Um, going back, going back to NXT wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, I think you, he was put in a position that I don't think they were ready for it. And he may not have been ready for, um, Mm. but I also do think that audience is acceptive and they won't be, it's not that snarky audience that we used to have back in the nineties. So that audience is receptive and he'll be fine. If he was to go back to NXT, maybe a year or two and try to improve down there because you know, in the main roster it's hard. It's hard. There's no time you're on the road, you're training, you're looking for a hotel next show, next show. So he doesn't have the time. I think if he had more time and more grooming, then we definitely will see a different Apollo Crews, but also too, Apollo Crews is good. Sometimes I think that a lot of people can look at things and say, well, he should do this and he should do that. And maybe he should do this and maybe he should do that. That's fine. But sometimes as a, as a company, you have to put your players in position to play, to make the right play, to make the right read. You know, they don't, they don't have, they didn't tell Shaq, hey, Shaq, go out there and run point guard. Are you insane? Get in the post and do what you do best. Put Apollo Cruz in there where he can shine and do what he do best. Yeah, you can have you can bring anybody in the job to people, but he he can work. He's a good worker, just like Cesaro Cesaro. He's a good worker. Like these people, these people can work, but it's just like, oh, I know what now, you could just do jobs or whatever. But God bless him though, because he's getting a check, and I'm pretty sure he's a legend in the bank. So you know, to me, if it's talking on here, that probably don't mean nothing. But I just wish that he really had a shot. You know what I'm saying? Look at Dream. Look how long, you know, they're not rushing Dream up. But it was for, for that time that, you know, Apollo was up. It's like Vince just wanted people. Oh, give me him, 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 and him. And these people weren't ready. And that's good. That's white or black. Some of these people weren't ready for that spot. But what can you do when the boss say bring them up? Right about the same time. He has the the in ring ability. They look what they did with Almas. Okay, they started NXT. They didn't have nothing for him to do. He was like this man, like he was very bland, but great talent. And that's what I see Apollo Cruz. It's like he's very talented, but he's just bland. And yeah, he was in the storyline with Tyson O'Neill or Dana Brooke Fine. But it's like they never really truly gave him an opportunity. So if I, I mean, in my opinion, I think he could go to SmackDown if they don't take him back to NXT. And he could do something over there. Just give him a story. Just give him like a mouthpiece. Like they can give people components to make a character if they really wanted to try to. Like if they really wanted to try to get him over, they did it to Jinder Mahal. 
if you didn't know, Ruthless Aggression is my favorite thing that happened in WWE. I am not um, a champion of Attitude Era. While I like the Attitude Era, it was great. It was fun. I think I like Ruthless Aggression more because of where they were at and what they had to do and how many stars they got over in spite of all the things that happened, in spite of Austin leaving, in spite of Rock leaving. And then you had everybody say, you know what? We can do this. We can still keep it going, you know. Um, and it was just telling because, yo, I I became a fan of John Cena later on in his career. I was that fan who couldn't stand John Cena, blah, blah, blah. I would tell anybody this, blah, blah, blah. Now, in retrospect, you know, you miss something when it's gone. And I think that showing the ruthless aggression, him saying that, you know, he failed. And what it taught him was that, you know, he just wasn't going to fail again. I thought that was so great and so telling because that's what everybody remembers is him saying ruthless aggression and thinking, oh, you know, this would started it all and it was all uphill. But I forgot about him having all the uh, tights for the different cities and states or whatever. I, I did like that. That just totally. I was like, oh, yeah, he was doing this and he wasn't getting over. They put him in the ring with Jericho. I think they put him in the ring with um somebody else. Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle, Jericho, and it was one more person, and it, he just wasn't getting over. And I totally forgot about it. And just watching that story and watching him, you know, talk about where he had to get to and climb, and how the audience started rejecting him, and it was just really good. I thought it was really done. Um, and this is really telling, and it tells a lot about you know his grit and his whole you know mantra, how he feels. You know, you know, John Cena is just like he's just a. <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. When I say that, I mean, he's just like everybody's, oh, well, you turn heel. You know, he did his heel run with the rapping John Cena thing. But after that, it was like everybody wanted this big heel turn. And it just wasn't him. It wasn't him. John Cena did it we saw for 10 plus years in the uh, jorts and shoes and the shirt. That that's That's John Cena. That's who he is. And good or bad, you know, hey. He, I'm not going to sit there as silly as nonsense. He was polarizing. You either liked him or you didn't like him. Um, but I think that it's going to be a long time before we ever see a guy like him because he was on the tail end of that attitude era. So a lot of those people that he was in the ring from, that taught him lessons like your Undertakers, your Michaels, your Triple H. He was under that sort of learning tree, your angles. So he he took that same you know, attitude and things they used to do and with him and yo, he did a lot. He did a lot. Russell make a wish. And I know everybody does make a wish, but he went above and beyond doing TV, doing this, doing movies, as you're doing movies, come back wrestling. You know, he was just doing a lot and he carried the company for as long as he could. And I always tell people this now, I think that, John Cena will be appreciated much later when he's, you know, he's pretty much gone now. But I see it on social media a lot now. I wouldn't mind seeing John Cena. And it's mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. shocking sometimes when you see that because it's like, yeah, because when he's gone, you realize like, yo, he brought a different kind of energy. He just brought a different kind of energy in the ring. And he was just really good, man. 
And, you know, shout out to him. But, yeah, I really love the uh, Ruthless Aggression uh, package. And I can't wait for the third episode. When does those drop? Because I'm, like, fiending for the next two episodes. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I believe the third episode is this Sunday. I okay. think that's what it said. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I believe. I, yeah, I, I, when it comes to packages like that, WWE is top notch. They know how to put together packages. That's one thing. Those, those like, 40, 60-minute things they got for the network, they do a great job at them. And you know what? Even promos too. You got the Kurt Angle and the Shield. That was a wonderful package they did when the Roman Reigns was out and he was teaming up with uh, D. Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean, I give them props for that. But uh, Jay, any thoughts about this? Well, um, yeah, because what's funny about this is that, as far as for me, I started. Well, I, I really lost interest in wrestling. Well, I should say WWE at least doing when the ruthless aggression era first started. So when rapping John Cena came along, <laughs> my interest my interest for WWE had already fizzled out. So I stopped watching around that time. So when the network came along, yeah, I went back and I watched a lot of stuff from that time period. And I was like, oh, there really was some good stuff from that time. But um but just kind of watching this and seeing, you know, that progression, because I was one of those people. I was disappointed when Austin, you know, why is it Austin wrestling anymore? Because this is what I was watching, you know, for a number of years. Or The Rock, he leaving, want to go to Hollywood. Why is The Rock leaving? This, this is me, you know, at a younger age like that. Oh, The Rock is leaving. It's like, oh, man, all people I like is, is going away and and all this type of stuff. And, and you know, even during that short period of time when, when Undertaker was gone before he came back as, you know, the American badass and everything. So, and what's crazy about it too is that Triple H plays a huge role in that time period too, because with those guys, you know, not being at the forefront, Triple H is looked at as one of your, you know, flag bearers for the company. And because he was, I mean, whether you like it or not, he was like, you know, one of the top guys at the time in the company, um, and everything, and. So he was a big part of it. And then it, it, it's kind of interesting, too, with the fact that how, how would John Cena's career have turned out if Brock Lesnar didn't just say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go try to play football. Like, because he was actually supposed to be, the like you know, like his moniker at the time, the next big thing, right? He was actually the guy that was supposed to be the face of the company. But WWE had to change course again and John Cena just happened to be right place, right time, you know, for that to happen. But I kind of always think, like, if Brock didn't leave at the time that he left, is Cena, you know, a 16-time world champion? Is he looked at as, you know, the face of the company? Because you had Brock, who they were, you know, pushing to the sky or whatnot. So... It, it, it's just kind of interesting how that era just plays out in a way. That's true. I think he would still be a 16-time champion, but I think he would just be on a separate brand, like to stay on SmackDown and Brock was on Raw. So I think you could always have a one or two um, in wrestling. I mean, you had a Rock and Austin, you could go back to Hogan and uh, Macho Man, where you could keep going back and back. So I think he still would have been – um, big, but probably not to this extent. Probably not, but I think it would have been a fight with them two, who's one and two. And 
when I was young and watching Brock, like, I liked him, but it was like, I was like, I don't know how long he could do this. As a kid, I was like, I don't know, I just want him to, somebody to beat him up and take him off TV. That was just my, every time I see him, because he's a heel. But um, my thoughts about John Cena in this episode, it was a great episode. I like when he said failure. I'm like, what, what? Like Jeff said, you always think about the ruthless aggression when he said that, and that was him. But Again, with Justin, I, I forgot all about when he, you know, he was on TV, and then he failed, and then he came back, and then he did the roster stuff. That totally was a blank, because I was watching in that era, too. And just, it was just funny watching the attitude aggression and going back to the first episode, and they talk about Vince McMahon changed the, the F to an E, get the F out, and I'm like, I thought that was because of a third company, but whatever, man. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah. episode, the first episode was the groundbreaking of it. It was like, okay, we had to change core of everything, uh, gears, everything was happening because our big stars are leaving, which you guys talked about earlier. And then getting to the second episode about John Cena, it was a very good um one to two to Johnson because he was that foundation of that era. Um, I mean, of course, you got Eddie Guerrero, you got you know yep. other people as well. But it was like I like how they saw all for him. But it's like, where do you go with the next episode? Like, who is who is in that era that you can go? Like, I hope it's not one of them. It's, it goes to the top so well, then it go down. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I think you would talk about. I, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you, you can. I mean, I'm pretty sure you go to Eddie Guerrero. You probably go to Edge also, or whatnot. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that you could go to um okay. those two, or you could actually talk about the the anchors at the time was were Triple H and Undertaker, so they could actually do an episode with just them two if they want to. Like they got a lot of episodes they can do with this, um, just depending on where they want to go next with it. Yeah. But for me, it's like, you know how sometimes they have a special, it go big, then they, then they go random. You be like, what's yeah. this episode? You know, it just, they do that sometimes in their series. So hopefully uh, it keeps building up the momentum. Because when I heard about it, I was like, eh, you know, because Jay and I don't really watch the network. Like I used to. So I was like, eh. I was like, you know, let me check it out. I'm in Portland, resting. Let me, let me check it out. And it was very good. I really enjoyed Um, It might be one of my network specials of the year so far. Have you heard? And uh, the love for John Cena. I love how. They asked, I think Big Show. They was like, "What do you think of the spinning belt?" He was like, "This is some bullshit." You know, boy, it's a title. And as a kid, I loved that title. I bought the CD. And when you said Jeff earlier about, you know, you don't, you miss until it's gone. Like for a while, I was a huge Johnson the fan, but when he went to Raw, it went away. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sick of him seeing him." Especially that whole thing with him and Edge back and forth with Lita. After that, I was just like, oh, I have not seen the fan no more. When he won, they were playing hot potato with the title, I believe, it was each summer. It was like SummerSlam. Oh, my God, I can't remember. But they was going to, like, his hometown and then John Cena's hometown. And they kept going back and forth. And then I just I just got out of his character. I was like, I don't care anymore. But now it's like, I want my see John Cena back on TV. You know, because it's like, when you're gone, you miss him more. And it's like, if he come back, I would like to see him in the feud with somebody, you know, to put somebody over. That's one thing I, I would say now he would do. I mean, he had a promo at Live, for Christ's sake, and he got that over um, uh, last year at WrestleMania. I believe that was Live. And it's just like when he come back now, it's like it's like you appreciate. He's more of an attraction now. Like with The Undertaker, when he was – well, he said Wrestle occasionally, right? But, like, he he's that attraction now that you didn't really have. In WWE, it was just the Undertaker for a while. I mean, I might be missing somebody, but Taker was your attraction. 
now John Cena's in that role. And then now, I guess, you passing the torch, I guess, Roman Reigns is supposed to have been the big dog in WWE, but right now, it's like a, it feels like everybody's at the same level, or some people are a little bit above others to me. Don't worry. Um, that'll change after WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> you, 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 it's going to, the Roman show will be back on. Don't worry. Uh, no, I don't want it, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, God, I, I don't like that. But um, another topic I got for you. Actually, go somewhere that I know Jay loves this show. AEW thought of Jay this week. Uh, it was it was a good show. Um, there was some stuff that I liked, and there was some stuff I yeah, it's just like it's okay. But I felt overall it was a. I mean. It's crazy how, even though Cody, quote unquote, can never fight for the title, but he's the ultimate babyface in the company right now, and people just love everything that he does. And I mean, he he is a dusty son, so he knows how to connect with the audience. And it just you 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 find yourself rooting for him as a character because. He, He's taking you like on a real journey, just like how Dusty Rose back in the day. They they knew how to make that connection with the crowd, and you just go through the journey. It didn't it didn't matter about titles. So I'm at a point now with Cody Rose's character, and yes, I'm calling him Cody Rose because that's his name, even though WWE won't let him have his freaking name. But whatever. Um, he he, he tapped into like the same stuff that his dad did, and I'm enjoying that. And then of course. Um, I, I actually have to kind of eat my words in a way in regards to something. So a while back on the podcast, I said a whole bunch of crap about Nala Rose and like how, oh, she shouldn't be, you know, I, well, I, I not shouldn't be, but I don't understand like what exactly they do with her. But now that I've really been paying more attention to Nala Rose and and everything like that, I feel like she should have been the freaking champion from the get-go instead of real yeah. or whatnot. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but Especially in her hometown. I mean, I was yeah. there. they literally went that route. I guess they wanted to have a face at the time. But at that time, you didn't know she was face or heel. I don't think so. Yeah, but so, but now, now, that, now, now that Nala Rose is the champion, and now they kind of have this, well, after Wednesday's episode, you now have this whole like three-way feud that's going on now with Nala Rose, Chris Statlander, and Big Swole now. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of interested to see the route they go with this. And then you have freaking Britt Baker that's just kind of looming around everything. And just, oh, man, you know, she's just so flying good. Off the handles, you she know, is so good. <laughs> right. And um, I learned from AEW. I don't know if this is like a women's thing down there. But they paused a lot. Like, she did that, too, in her promo, like Britt Baker. But her that actually made more sense. And one line, it, it, it just had me laugh. And I was like, okay, maybe I will um, start watching it again. And she was basically saying, like, she's hungry. She she breathed bitches or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Like, that that came over to me. was like, okay, I'm into this. Then you get Big Flow. Then you get uh, Skyline comes. I was like, okay, I'm intrigued about their women's division now. Took them long enough, but thank you. Uh do you have any thoughts about AEW? Um, I have enjoyed these last 
this week and last week are my favorite two episodes so far. And it seems like they're finding their groove. Um, going back to something that Jay said about Cody, um, I think was the great thing about Cody is, and his father did it too, is that they let you see them vulnerable. And it's something about that when it comes to wrestling. It's something about, uh, even though I wasn't a particular fan of the whipping angle, God in February. Anyway, even though I wasn't that, I tried to help you with it. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't a big fan of that, it was something about that that you know fans could connect with. That he's doing all this, he's taking all this just to get a match. Um, his promos after the shows, there's a connection there, and it's not like. It's not the same as a Paul Heyman connection where, you know, he had his ECW disciples and fans and myself even going crazy about ECW back in the day. It's something that feels genuine to a certain degree when you hear Cody and when you see Cody and it just rubs off in a good way. Um, I think AEW's in a good place now. They're finding their groove. And it I, I figure they would find their groove. And like I told people just to be patient. And somebody asked me, um, a couple of weeks ago, they were like, you know, I don't know if I want to go back watching it right now. And I just told them, I said, wait, I said, wait, I said, you don't have to jump into it right now, but I'll say in the summertime, check it out because they should, they, you can tell things are different than they were in December. And I think they had to have these growing pains to get to this point. They are now because the tag team division is, is great. Um, Oh my God. How, how good is a uh, hangman page right now? Like he's my favorite thing going in AEW right now <laughs> yeah. because he does not fuck with the elite and they just don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. Like, no, we may just want to drink and wrestle. That's it. Um, I'm looking forward to the Kenny Omega and um, Pac uh, Iron Man match. Um, Wednesday. Um, I just, I'm just liking what I'm seeing with AEW right now. Um, as long as they keep this momentum going, keep it going, keep it going to the point of after this pay-per-view, let's set up the next chapter and see what happens. It just feels like they have all these things situated so that, you know, it just feels like they have it all together already. Like, and they just taking their time with certain things so that it won't be, uh, you know, no lag or no process of things that may happen uh, as far as like, if this storyline don't work out, well, we got this to happen. Oh, we got this that may happen. So if A or B don't work, we got C. I feel like they already have this stuff already together, but I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm just enjoying AEW right now. Um, everybody need to check it out. Okay. Um, so in this show, I actually watched um, the Steel Cage match happened, and he did the moonsault. That's like the highlight of the match, and I love the Steel Cage um, I was so happy it was so different from WWE. It, it, it actually looked like a steel cage match. It kind of reminded me of WCW a little bit. I don't know why I got that type of uh, or um, from that cage. But I like that um, the promo um, by the women's champion was, was cool. I like how they um, improved their division. The title, they need to change that. Uh, Southern J before the show, they need to change. They need to be bigger. But I get, you know, real at the time, so tiny, they wanted maybe that was a custom championship her so but eventually they need to get rid of that and give you know a regular title um because in other companies you got these little girls with these titles and i mean it looked too big on them but you know they have the title it should be like a, a certain size that you know just a certain size 
But um, overall, I really liked this um, episode. Um, I didn't say that in a while. The Battle Royal was good. I liked the, the tag team Battle Royal. It felt like um, they wanted to build that story with the lead with, um, what's his name? Um, the, the beer dude. I'm um, name right now. The, so I like that storyline. I'm digging the whole thing with Jericho and Moxley. I don't know why, but I, lo- I just love them interacting with each other. But um, Jeff, do you watch um, NWA Power? Nope. You don't watch it? Okay. No. Well, I didn't watch this episode, but I did see like a, some highlights of they have a new show Billy Corbin was talking about is basically NWA fan uh, watch show. So it kind of reminded me of like NXT where you had guys like when they first came about, you don't know these individuals, they having matches. So they having like people you don't know in the show, they just building their name up, but you have fans actually watching the show live. And then you send in your um, video and then NWA will actually put it on all in one. And they would show like the fans how they reacting to the, um, their match live. So that's a new concept they have on their uh, YouTube channel. So any thoughts about that, Jay? Uh, I mean, like well, like I told you before, the, uh, before we started the show, I haven't watched NWA Power since Jim Cornette left. And no, 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 no. I'm not talking no, about, no, no, about no, no, no. the concept of this. No, well, well I mean, I like that concept um, okay. because it, it gives them something, you know, adding a more dynamic to it but as far as like following it and keeping up with it, like i said um i haven't watched since then but i know they're doing a lot of good things over there but uh, i kind of i need to get back into it because you know i started out watching it and everything and then i just kind of fell off after the whole jim Cornette thing happened whatnot um but yeah it, it's good and i think it, it, it's kind of funny you have two companies right now with uh, AEW and NWA Power where the people that's running the show they're fans of wrestling and but also too they kind of have the right people that's in wrestling running their companies for them opposed to them kind of trying to do everything or have the wrong people um, you know, in charge, kind of like what happened with Ted Turner back in the day, where he was just allowing anybody who was in the wrestling business to um, basically run his company, and they ran his company into the freaking ground. But when you look at like what Tony Khan is doing with AEW, he has you know some pretty smart dudes that's helping behind the scenes run that company. And same thing with Billy Corgan with NWA Power. He has like you know people that know what they're doing behind the scenes and kind of keep even though nwa power has that old school feel to it but they're incorporating new and modern stuff to it so doing the whole thing on youtube who would have thought that a you know wrestling company showing youtube would mm-hmm. be a success who, who would have thought that but it is yeah. so yeah so i like that i like it for that fact. but i do i need to get back into watching nwa power though yeah, you got Melina right now. You know, she's in the group with uh, Thunder Rosa and yeah. I think Marty Bell. So right yeah. now, they, they kind of, like, um, had that in the air. Like, they going against each other, I believe, next week or the week after, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, they got some stuff down there right now. It's, uh, it's looking good. I watch it, like, here and there. But uh, I, I did um, see, like, highlights. I was like, okay, I need to get back into it. So, I mean, it's a lot 
of wrestling to watch. I mean, we all talked about it last time Chef was on here. That it's it's like a work schedule, and you want to have time to watch other shows that's not including wrestling. So, um, for me, this is one of them shows. Like it's more like if I have time, I will watch it, but it's not like an obligation to watch it. Um. Obligation asking me to watch is uh, NXT. Uh, thoughts about that, Jeff? Watching NXT Portland live. Well, on, you know, on the network. Uh, it was great. Um, NXT Takeover was never let you down. <laughs> you pretty much going to get uh, some awesome matches, and um, they just work hard. They work hella hard with those NXT Takeovers. Um, and you can always think, like, well, maybe this one match, and then it's like, nah. This whole card was dope. Um, I've heard the complaints about um the Adam Cole and Champa match as far as, you know, when it's too much, too much. My personal opinion, people need to knock it off. Knock it off. Because I understand to a certain degree what people saying, but if you watch New Japan wrestling, stop. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. I mean, but but Jeff, like what what would they think? Because me and Jay said on our show was the fact that he took outside, it wasn't necessary. I get we get the whole storyline, uh, you know, around it. That's fine, but he did not need to take that. I think that's the only. I don't think it was a complaint. I think that was more a suggestion by us. Well, it was more like, okay, he shouldn't have to take that particular spot, but it's wrestling. Well, the, the biggest complaint I heard from uh, a pocket of fans or you know people was that, you know. <sighs> Basically, a finishing maneuver should be a finishing maneuver, and there's too many kickouts. The the same thing that's been said for the last what three years, two years about NXT now. Um, basically, this was the same conversation people were having about uh, Cole. No, Champa. Yeah, Cole Champa. No, Cole Gargano too. This is the same conversation people. Have. Oh, you know, you just did too many kickouts, and when is enough enough? Uh, let a finishing maneuver be a finishing maneuver, and I get it to a certain degree. But you can tell if you're sitting back watching it, they're making Adam Cole that that NXT champion. What he's saying, that's what they're doing. Like it's going to take a shotgun, <laughs> something to keep him down. And I get what they're doing because whoever beats him, it's going to mean a hell of a lot more. Just like, well, see, no, I take that back because I was about to say something wrong. Basically, what they're doing with Cole, they're doing it in the right way in NXT, but they're fumbling the bag on the main roster with The Fiend. If this makes any sense, what I'm saying. So when if Cole gets pinned, finally, it's going to mean a hell of a lot more. But when The right. Fiend gets pinned, everybody's going to say, oh, well, we knew that was coming. You get what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's not man. they're gonna want people to be like, yeah, he did what nobody else can do, but in the back of everybody's head is already that thought about that wrestler. So with Cole, it's like, well, damn, who gonna beat him? Who gonna beat him now? Because it's like we're looking around. Is it gonna be Dream? Is it gonna be Lee? Is it gonna be this person? Is it gonna be that person? And we don't know right now. And that's what makes it so good. On the main roster, it's like, oh boy, we see it coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen in the uh, in the desert. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, but it just I just like what they're doing with Cole. I understand people. Yeah. all jokes aside, I understand what people are saying because sometimes yeah, it can be too many kickouts. But that's just what the NXTs are all about now. When it gets to that main event point, I think for the exception of um, 
Bobby Roode, those matches are going to be like that. And if you if those matches turn you off or you don't like a lot of kickouts, I mean, what can I tell you? It was a hell of a card, though. And not to mention um, not to mention uh um uh the women's match and just everything was just so good on there. I could talk all day about that, but we don't have all day. Uh, okay. We're <laughs> oh, I know. What, what's your thoughts about the Dakota Cobb match? Um. I mean, you that, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't particularly care for the ending. Um, but the match was just insane because I didn't expect that from uh, Dakota Kai or uh, Negan. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is, this is good, and I just didn't expect it. I thought it would be an okay match, but they were just going balls to the wall, and I was just like, Shh, give me more of this. Okay, but maybe, maybe me and Jay was watching something a little. May, I was talking about something a little different because, like Jay and JD said on the uh, post show, was mm-hmm. they was playing it safe. Like the match was good. I liked the match. I think mm-hmm. I gave it a three point four, four point five. I think a three point four. But it was just like certain points of it. It was like okay, you can tell they was like okay. I'm not gonna hit you that hard, my friend. But I think they will make it up at the steel cage match in two weeks with Win Rico. Um said on the last Wednesday show but it's like maybe when I go back and watch it on the network yeah. it will come off differently to me so yeah. watching it live was one point you know it's like okay you just sitting there but when you at home you got the commentary and stuff you got they go to another angle so maybe from my point sitting there was like it, it wasn't really a good match to me I think- it, was, it, was, it was okay it was pretty good but it wasn't like a oh my god I have to watch it again yeah, um, whenever you get a chance to look at it, and if you see that match, just let me know, let me specifically know what you thought about it on TV. Because on TV, I was just like, I was texting people like, are you believing this shit right now? Like, this is like, yo. <laughs> and I was just like, because I, 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 I mean, just. They had good spots, but maybe it just came off different. You know, at home, they amp stuff up, you know. So when I go back and watch, I definitely will let you know yeah. with my, my opinion. Hopefully it changed for the, the good because. I had high hope for these individuals. Like, I'm going with the champion Gogana for you. I was like, I want the women to have one. And now I finally get one. And it just, for me, it was kind of like, okay, Jaden was right. It's, they was like, you know, just taking it easy. But, you know, sometimes you have the matches, you know, you have to, like, uh, build yourself up, to, you know, for, for the following match. But when I go back and watch, I would definitely let you know. And you know what? That could be true because I never went back and watched the match over again. And now that you said that, if I watch it, I would probably see those moments that you're talking about. Now I'm scared to go back and watch it. Now I don't want to go back and watch it. I, I, I want to remember it like I thought it was. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, when you watch sometimes like NXT, like they always have a great show, but you will always have that one match. It's, it's, it's not terrible, it's not great, but it's good. It's, oh, okay, it, it get a pass because the, so, the whole card is so good. So you would just be like, oh, okay, it was pretty good. Because, you know, you're thinking, you're in that moment watching, yeah. like, oh, we just have a match, and then it slow down to another match. So your brain, to me, this is my brain, it's like, I, I won't get that whole luxury of like, okay, what that spot, what that spot, oh, that was wrong. When I go back and watch, I'm like, oh, that was kind of terrible. But you're not, sometimes when you're in that moment, or if you're watching a long show like WrestleMania, you can point out spots because it's so long and you got plenty of time 
to come back to yourself, like, oh, okay, God, why why did that end into Ronda Rousey match happen like that way with Charlotte and Becky? You know, it's like you have time with that, but with an NXT show, they have five matches, and it's like it's a lot to soak in in one setting. Yeah, that's true. Um, Jay, thoughts about the Kai match? I mean, do you well, agree with me, disagree with me, or? I mean, I, I, I don't, uh, maybe I did say it at the time that I, that it could have been better. Um, but, I mean, now that this feud is kind of progressing, we're going to see what they do in the cage. Maybe maybe they'll go a little bit further yeah. um, as far as, you know, how they attack each other in the cage um, or whatnot. But, yeah, they, I mean, there were some spots where they were playing it, so especially that whole garbage can thing, which I felt like, see, I was like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah. Chris just dropkick that said you throw your back into the thing and then oh, you can't hurt. Oh, yeah. I did. was like, yeah, I questioned that too. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, what, so, what was that? And then, yeah, that was like, because everybody was, I mean, even the people that was around us, like, what the hell is she doing? Like, what, what, what are you doing? Maybe but, it was just nerves. You know, like, you go on one side, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And well, it's like, oh, damn. Also, too. Look at the position they were put in. I think that's the first. Was that their first time being on the takeover? No, no, no. Because they, they were, they were in the. Uh, Which, no. But that was their first time spotlighted in a solo match. It's a singles match, is what I'm saying. So. Yeah, yeah. Because the spotlight was on them. Yeah. This time. So. You, so I, I understand the degree. And you know what? I'm gonna go back and watch them when we when we stop podcasting. I need to see some things. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I know that that spot at the very at the very end. Somebody didn't tell Raina to play it safe because she damn near tried to kill Tia Knox when oh, she was chokeslamming in, in the corner of the table. <laughs> she was ready to be off TV quick. <laughs> nah, you need to sit down. <laughs> so yeah. now she, so it's like a lot of people now are like, oh, what is she supposed to be her? Is uh, Gonzalez supposed to be Diesel to Dakota Kai and Shawn Michaels or whatnot? And I was like, you know, that actually could work. <laughs> that yeah. really could work. Yeah, it could. It could. I don't think you you needed her in this spot. I mean, I definitely say how it goes. But Dakota, maybe I'm I'm missing something because I'm a fan. But it's like she was on that momentum being a heel. But maybe this adds to her character. They doing in NXT what they don't do in the main roster. Give you components which you are feeling at to make you better. So hopefully this will make her even more of a heel, I guess. And then eventually those two will uh, have a few. Matter of fact, Jay, this, this is remind me. It's like maybe this is the even a refuse that we never got. <laughs> With <laughs> yeah. the whole bodyguard thing. And then we getting it just, you know, just a, a different um, group of women. But um, NXT overall, um, are you liking it so far, Jeff? Um, by far, just like, like, how you like how you like AEW or you got down more? Um, no, I like, um, NXT just as much as I like AEW. Um, I'm still, I'm one of the few that still watch both. <laughs> and when, and when Shahid tells me, no, nah, if you watch them both, you ain't watching none of them. <laughs> so I, I haven't chose. I still like got one on the tablet and one on the TV. So, but yeah, I, I love what they do at NXT because their stand with the formula that they have. And it's good. It's great. Like, I would have in a million years never thought uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne would have made a great tag team. And the the little comedy bits they had with them going on the uh, Triple H's plane and all that nonsense. And I'm just like, no, this is really good. Because Pete Dunne is playing it straight and Matt Riddle's just there all high and goofy. And like, yeah, I just, and then in the ring, they just good together. And I'm like, 
yeah, I thought this was just going to be, uh, you know, they get there and lose. No, they really beat um, Undisputed Era. And I want more of that. Um, I like the way they incorporated the um, Cruiserweight, NXT Cruiserweight title into the show. I think that's great. I'm not so sure. I, I wanted my homie to lose. What's his name to do to take off his pants? Um, Garza? Is his name? Yeah, I'm not sure why, like, no, why didn't we just keep Tyler on him? But, you know, maybe he maybe going to the main roster. I don't know. It's just that well, I was. Think he's on the main roster right now because Amos is out uh, as far as that 30 day suspension. So he's the, maybe that was uh, yeah. maybe that was actually the plan to have him go to the main roster um, just early, I guess. Maybe they were supposed to be a tag team or something. But yeah, he's up there right now on Raw with Vega. Hey, as long as the paycheck's bigger. Do what you got to do, but um, yeah, I'm NXT is great, no problems. All right, uh, okay, going for great to I guess uh, poor, middle, or this horrible. So it's about Raw and SmackDown. Ooh, this is gonna be tough for me because I've been in and out of those shows. Mm, okay, that's too. <laughs> Um, okay, well, well, okay, the thing with Randy Orton and Edge with Matt Hardy, thoughts about that? Um, regardless how I feel about, <laughs> regardless how I feel about, uh, Mr. Orton, I think he's doing a great job. I think he's motivated. I think this whole yeah. thing has come off. Randy Orton coming back. Yeah, and Edge played it great. Matt Hardy even played it better. Uh, I I think Matt Hardy's overdoing it on social media. Have y'all seen his Instagram? He's sitting in this old wheelchair. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he played oh. too much. But um, I think it's great. Um, Randy Orton seems motivated, but let's see what happens when he actually had to get in the ring. That's when we'll know if he's motivated or not. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he just him <laughs> at this point. Um. Uh, what about SmackDown? Anything pop? Yeah, maybe uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, Jay, do you see anything with the Bellas? Did they say anything yet? Or no? I think somebody, uh, I think they did. They, I see people on social media complaining. Yeah, they did. They, they came out. They was on the Lexa Bliss little talk show thing. And basically was to announce that, yes, they are part of your 2020 Hall of Fame inductees. Yay. Okay. As they should. Okay, well, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with them going in the Hall of Fame. Actually, I don't. Of course, there's tons of people should go in before them, whatever. But it feel like they should have went next year only because the Hollywood theme, like with Total Divas, Total Bitches, uh, Total Bella, you know, just they could have, they entertaining. You know, they a brand. Actually, without them, you wouldn't have like these women on the reality show have all these seasons in a way. I guess with John and Dane Bryan too, but it's like, for them, they actually kind of made that way in the entertaining room. In the ring-wise, that's a whole different. That's, that's just, no. <laughs> they say they helped elevate. No, they didn't do none of that. But as far as the entertaining aspect, I don't mind them going to Hall of Fame for that. Like, they actually helped open doors for the women over there as far as, like, the Total Diva show. So, I think that's the first, like, good thing I ever said about them. So, yeah. Um, any thoughts about them going to Hall of Fame, Jeff? Um, they absolutely deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Why not? Why Why shouldn't they be in the Hall of Fame? I just question people who have this yeah. big problem with them going it going into something that a seventy year old man can pick and choose who he wants in. What, what are we complaining for? Right. Yeah, it's a 
what are we what are we doing? Like he's gonna put whoever he wants in there. And on top of that, you know, um we can talk about the Bellas in ring work. We can talk a lot about their in ring work. But Nikki Bella improved. She did Nikki I thought Nikki Bella did improve in the ring. Um She did. And, Especially with Nancy. And yeah. again, I think what a lot of people are missing, and I think a lot of these men are missing, these neck beards that complain on the internet a lot, is that they have a fan base. Like it or not, the Bellas have a massive, massive fan base. And there's nothing you can do about it because they love them. So, yeah, why not? Go in the Hall of Fame. That's great for them. Good for them. I mean, you could always have a debate about who can go in all of that. That's why I put that to the side. I yeah, can see yeah, why yeah. they go in the entertainment aspect, but they could have had a next year with them, but I guess because The Rock most likely probably going to headlight that one. So they probably, if, he, if he goes in next year, which I think he will, um, I thought they could go in next year. I mean, that was the rumor. I mean, of course they're pregnant, so they probably want to do it, you know, as a one while they have the babies and they have that type of moment as well. But um, I told Jay before the show, I was like, what if they announced we have another pay-per-view? That's why they're on the show. To give people a swerve and not going to the Hall of Fame. So, um, yeah, that happened. On, um, so what's about Sasha Banks in um, SmackDown? I know she's been in and out recently. That sounds very nasty. But yeah, um, Jay. <laughs> what? So what about, about Sasha her? Banks. Like she been rapping, and then she come back, and she leave, and she back. Like she, 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 she working on her album, and also too, it's been a, it's been announced that she's gonna be in uh, season two of The Mandalorian. Get them checks. So Sasha got a lot going on. Look, yeah. be real talk. Sasha talked to Cena. Cena like, yo, you don't have to bump. You don't have to do this. <laughs> you gotta there's kill a, yourself. There's another life. There's other ways of making this money. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne was right. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, my bad, I was counting this. Um, but speaking of like money in the way, um, you know Vince McMahon actually came up with the ha- the whole idea with uh, Flair and Ray Ripley at WrestleMania. <laughs> Shocker. Thoughts about that? Shocker. What? Shocker. Yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah, he actually came up with that. He came up with that. Yep, and Triple H praying for it. Just like he, just, just like he, just I like mean, he came up with the idea. Wait a minute, Vince came up. With, oh wait a minute, did I miss it? What did you say? Vince came up with the idea of who? He, he came up with the idea with Flair versus Red Ripley at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I believe that. I honestly believe. Yeah, it. I do too. Because he loves Flair, he's trying to give her everything he can. Basically, her career in dog years, of course. You know, he think of that. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I'm not a Ray Ripley fan, whatever. But I think they still can add Bianca Belair, which I think they will um, down the line. Uh, can you? I'm gonna still tap stuff on the back for that. You, but, um, wait, 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 wait. Can you double back on that? Let's rewind that like prototype. What? Okay. What'd you say about Ray Ripley? <laughs> oh, I don't like her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm not a fan of her. I no, don't, no. I don't see what other people see. The only reason I ask that because you are the first person I've heard say that. So it's just Good. interesting. That's awesome. I have my own opinion. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying. I'm asking. I'm <laughs> I, I'm shocked that I finally found somebody to say the opposite because all I hear is this love about her. It's good to hear somebody uh, say. Yeah. Somebody say it, here's it, something it's different. Like with the oh well. Okay. 
Every- it's like with the thing, like when he first, I mean, it was so exciting for everybody. I'm like, he gonna, like you said earlier, he's gonna lose. Like, I don't even, I'm over that. Oh, I'm behind Bray Wyatt. At the end, he's going to lose. And it's, it sucks. But Ray Ripley, I just, she's not a bad character. She's not a bad character. It just, I don't see what people see in her. Imagine, I'm the person who likes crappy things. So, uh, with her, it's like she got this gimmick. She's very unique, but it's like, I don't see nothing. Even when they was building her up at Survivor Series, I was like, eh, I mean, good, good for the next day doing that, but I just don't see it. That's fair. I mean, we ain't all supposed to see the same thing, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm, it's great to hear different. That's what I like. I like to hear people think right. different about certain things because I think sometimes what happens is. And I blame this on podcasts, not this podcast, but just the the podcast as far as your Meltzers, your big name podcast. When they fall in love with somebody, oh, we all just fall in line with it. Like, no, we don't have to fall in line with it. Like, I didn't fall in line with the whole Cody Rhodes uh, whipping angle. And nobody could tell me different. Oh, I I didn't even. Yeah, I, I thought it was horrible. Like, it just took up too much time. And then I, I forgot what podcast. I think I was on here with Jay and somebody else. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't like it. Like far, as, it took too much time. Now, if it was like five or ten minutes, I'd probably been okay with it. I kept from my brain, but it was like it took up too much time. It was the main event of your show, and for a person who don't watch every week, I come back to this. It was like, why should I watch? Yeah, for me, it just, it just didn't, it just didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with me, and I said it on my uh, show. Maybe it was because it's, it's Black History Month. Maybe because I'm in that mode of just <laughs> black r- yeah. everything right now. And I was just like, "What are we doing?" And I'm just like, "But I also said too, in the wrestling context, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome video package. That video package they have for that because they get to those splashes of what happened. So that video package, AEW does great video package whenever you can catch them. It's gonna be good." And um, yeah, but back to what we were talking about, Rhea Ripley. I'm glad you know to me, to talk to somebody who just feels different about her. Just like I felt, I talked to somebody like maybe two weeks ago who said they asked me flat out, "Why do people like um, Sa- um not Sasha Max, uh Charlotte Flair?" I'm like, because she's good in the ring. I was like, I don't see it. I was like, oh wow, we had a long conversation back and forth in the DMs. Interesting. She's not bad. I guess like 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 you said the whole big time podcast and when you like somebody you like somebody. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of her at NXT. It was just like the in ring at first in NXT because she was learning, but when she got to the main roster, it was like she kind of felt like John Cena to me. It was Turned like, to her death. Yeah, it was like, was. You- right. So it was like love or hate for her. Like overall, like her career. I mean, she did wonderful for herself. I mean, I don't think she yeah. thought she was going to be you know this big. In the women's division, I, I mean, I don't want to say she's like the undertaker of the women's division, but you could put her in spots that you know you could depend on her. Yeah, I think um, her being a flair, me, her being a flair and being a woman, um, is tough because you have to live up to that name and you're already a woman, so you're behind the eight ball. Um, luckily now, well, I, I guess just David failed, so it's like. It wasn't more like she did what David couldn't do, that. right? So I think it was more like, oh, okay, we we just wait and see what happens. With her. Yeah, but I think what you about to say, I think that's for the Rock daughter because a lot of people who don't watch wrestling, they said they will watch wrestling because the Rock daughter is going to be on TV. You don't know 
she's going to be a success now. No one knows but her, and, you know, you know, in the future. But it's like yeah. she could go to Kona Reeves route, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, it's, it's tough. <laughs> It's tough with those situations when you have a father that's with a big name or a grandfather and, you know, you just got all this lineage you have to live up to. But in 2020, like, you know, you see it's great for women now and it's great to see Charlotte that, yeah, she can back it up. Like, you know, but I've seen people like I've seen the, the, the another one. I've seen the Becky hate come out the woodwork like since like what, six, six months ago or five months ago. I just saw this landmines of people. Oh, I'm sick of Becky. Oh, boom. What was what, what she doing? She's not that good. Like, I'm just like, but wait a minute. We all loved her a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it just, yeah. it's just weird how things change and how people see things. I, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, totally. Um, I think the last thing, I mean, before Jay gets to his stuff, I had it on here, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, so Simone Joe is injured mm. again uh i'm not sure how he got injured exactly but um do you think he should retire or what no um uh, well i mean he I, I think he did i think he should retire because since he's gotten to wwe especially on the main roster since he's gotten there he has become very injury prone and I think his time that he spent on commentary was really good and if they could transition him to being on commentary I think that would actually be good for him because I mean at this point with Joe he has nothing left to prove I mean yes he spent his best years in TNA or whatnot but at this point in his career I don't think he needs to keep going out there and like trying to, you know, do stuff that that's going to allow him to be injured, at least work the style that he is accustomed to working if he's going to continue to get injured. Because I think from what I read, he suffered a concussion. So it's like, you know, you don't need to be putting yourself in, in that type of situation. You know, maybe it's time to just kind of say, okay, I'm going to hang up the towel or whatnot, hang up these tights and, you know, just go and sit at this desk and I can just, I can, you know, use my mic skills because Joe has always had good mic skills. So I think it would actually be a benefit if he, you know, moved, like, transition to commentary, really. Mm, okay. Jeff, any thoughts about that? Um, this is a tough one for me because uh, I've learned a long time ago to – I don't invest in – I invest in a lot in the wrestlers, but – uh, Samoa Joe is one of, like one of my favorite wrestlers. So I saw him in Ring of Honor in 2004 or 2003. Whenever his first one, that's when I was first introduced to a Samoa Joe. And I saw his run with the Ring of Honor title for a year plus maybe. I can't remember. Um, I followed him in the Indies and Ring of Honor and to TNA. And like Jay said, a lot of his good years were there. And what he was doing there, like for the Ring of Honor title, what he did for that title and the matches he went through, what his body went through, it's catching up with him now. It's unfortunate um, because I've always, every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, people don't know about Joe. I know about Joe, but I got to like reprogram myself and say, yeah, but that was 2005, Jeff. 
It's 2020 now. And as you get older, yeah. a lot of people's bodies just don't act the same. Like everybody's not going to be an AJ Styles. Um, you can even tell with him, he even just had an injury. So when your body's telling you it's time, maybe, you know, maybe you listen to your body, but it's hard to tell a man who's done something that he loved pretty much his whole adult life to, no, man, you need to hang it up. Like, you know, me saying it. But um, if he can find a different avenue, then like Jay said, and like you said, he did great at commentary. He was really, he's really good at that. If they can find a room for him, and the, if the check's still looking good, why not? You know, because not, it, as much as you want to fan book him into a WrestleMania main event, it's not happening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so two more actually five I was gonna talk about. Um, Wim Riggle's son is actually training in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Joe Bailey. Um, I didn't even know he had a son. I don't know why I did I thought he didn't. I don't know why, but yeah, his son is training to New Japan. And my question to you guys is why do you think he didn't go to NXT? His dad told him uh, not to. Absolutely. His dad told him don't do not. Because um if I if I had to guess I always remember um, uh, Daniel saying and CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, that William Regal told them to work as much as you can outside of WWE before you sign here. So his dad probably, his dad's probably, no, you need to work outside of here. Get as much experience as you can outside of here before you come here because more than likely he's young um, and WWE ain't going nowhere you know, for the time being anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, uh, yeah, same thing like what Jeff said, you know, because look look at Regal himself. He he was, you know, he trained and wrestled first, you know, over in his, you know, home country over in Europe and around the world before he ended up in WCW. So he had that experience when he got to WCW and then of course when he went to WWF slash E and everything like that. So yeah, and it it's a benefit for them anyway because you know starting out in WWE unless you're being homegrown or whatnot as a talent, if you are somebody, even if you know it's people from that's been in with the company for a number of years, but still that's your you know a father or whoever that you're related to, but still some of these young people they you know they start out if they start out in WWE and then things don't work out, then where do they go? And, mm-hmm. you know, then it's like, Oh, I have to kind of learn the reverse opposed yep. to get all that experience first, then come to WWE, you know, get on, maybe get on WWE radar like that opposed to, Oh, I'm just going to show up at the performance center and I'm going to come in, I'm going to do this and do that. And then you don't do crap and you never heard from again. So, yeah. I, so like I say with Regal being his dad or whatnot and like Jeff was saying, you know, we want him to get that outside of WWE experience first and then maybe, you know, three to four years from now, who's to say that he doesn't show up and everything. Okay. I'm gonna go on the opposite route just for a half second. I think like, you know, when you're a kid and you see WWE, that's just all you know. It's like, oh, I wanna work for that company. You know, you, you don't you're not thinking about like the other indies and stuff like that. You're just thinking from that, like the company I want to go there. But I do agree he should go other places. Look at um 
um, Brian Pillman's son and uh, Davy Boy's well, he actually he did the reverse actually, but um, yeah, so I like him actually going to do Japan pro wrestling versus NXT because NXT right now they have so many guys and girls you don't need an extra person right now for that um particular company. Um, last thing, uh, Jeff, I really want your opinion on this one. Okay, uh, I'm sorry if I've been an a hole to you on the show a little bit, but um, <laughs> so this is what I want to talk to you about is. Your thoughts about this WrestleMania and how it's not sold out yet? Um, not surprising. It's not surprising. It's not that 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 era's gone. That them days are done. <laughs> WrestleMania selling out um in thirty minutes or an hour or people you know you used to you remember they used to do the video package of people rushing up. I got my WrestleMania ticket. No. Oh yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's just because, you know, we've grown up and kids today have other things to do. And it's hard to get into a company that where everybody's on the same level. Like it, you have to have these stars. Like I understand Vince wanted to be a brand first, you know, promotion. You know, he he took him a while, but he got it the way he wanted. But it's like, who is your true superstar? Who is your person that everybody wants to come see? Like, you know, you had Austin with his annex and, you know, his promos and his, you know, I'm going to beat your ass and drinking beer and all that. And The Rock, you know, just being cool and, you know, the coolest, the coolest guy in school can talk and wrestle and all. And it's like now it's like that attraction, that person that you want isn't there. Um, So you can't get like people who don't. You know, you can't get like your moms and dads who, oh, I know who that is. Like, I know The Rock. I know The Stone Cold. Let's go to WrestleMania. Now it's just like, well, your dad watches wrestling. We watch it with him. Come on, family. Let's go to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a different feel now. And I'm sure it will sell out. And even if it don't, they'll tell us it's a sellout. Um, it's just different. Like, I wish, I wish things could change, but until the model changes or until we have that that superstar that everybody wants to see in wrestling that everybody's talking about i think this is the way we're gonna have it like wrestlemania not selling out as quick as it used to be but do you think it play a part because of it's not like an arena no more like for a while they was at the arena versus like the big stadium um that could play a factor into it i'm not gonna say it doesn't um because, you know, now you have more seats. Um, in the arenas, it was easy to, you know, hey, we're going to have WrestleMania in the garden. Oh, yeah. It would have been sold out by now because it's WrestleMania in the uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, it's tougher, but they have to realize when you – now you're, 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 you're saying, oh, people are going to pay for WrestleMania. That's, that's their model now. We're paying for the five-plus hour show now, WrestleMania. No. Five plus. You gotta say eight plus. Well <laughs> truth be told, it may end up being twenty four hours. Whatever. I don't know how Lord long. Have mercy. But um Lord, that'd be a long show. <laughs> yeah. At that point every day should be free, okay? I mean, because if you <laughs> if you even looking to look at the matches they talking about for WrestleMania this year, everything is baseline. Tell me a match that pop out at you. Oh, that that, that no, everything is level. Uh, mm-hmm. the the rumor the rumor AJ and Undertaker baseline. 
Roman, um, yeah. Roman fiend baseline. Everything's just level. No, nothing is sticking out yet. Mm. We'll yeah, and, and Drew McIntyre. I mean, I'm looking forward to that as a as just being a hardcore wrestling fan because I want Drew to win. But mm. yeah, no, but you, but 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 you are right though, Jeff. It, it, there's nothing that's jumping out like, oh, I just have to go and see it. It's not like last year you wanted to see Kofi versus Daniel. You wanted to see the triple threat for the women's title because it was going to be main event. You wanted to see that. So people and you know what the sad, to go see it. You know the sad thing about last year, while I love last year and I love the moment yeah. and I'll never forget the tears that came down my eyes seeing Kofi win the title. You know the one thing that I really realized about it was it was dumb fucking luck that we even got there. Yeah, because it was supposed to be Mustafa Ali. It's not like they had that planned out. They rolled with it, yeah, mm-hmm. but they fought it all the yeah. way, and it's just like oh. they learned from Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean he was the same way. Remember the the fans is the ones who basically for you know they don't. You remember John Cena was like, I need an opponent for SummerSlam. Who should it be? And yeah. everybody, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Yeah, so you yeah, get yeah, Daniel, then he wins, and then you do the whole swerve with Randy coming in to cash in, and then you get that whole play up to WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. It's and, like yeah, it's like these moments they've had with Daniel, with Kofi, they just fought it. Like it was just like pulling teeth. No Vince just ride it. Now wait, pal, this is gonna be it would just been so much easier. But we still got the moments. That's great. Um, I just don't see that moment sticking out this year. Like I, like I just don't know where it's gonna come from. So I feel like it's gonna be one. I feel like on paper, this WrestleMania may play off better watching it as far as in ring work. But I'm not sure it's gonna be one of those WrestleManias that's gonna be like, oh wow, what a show and what a spectacle because you don't have those things that's happening right now. I mean, I don't think I said that in a while about a WrestleMania. Like overall, like it's been a great show. I don't think so. Since we've been doing the show, I don't think so. like overall, like whoa, it was amazing. I mean, you had good matches on the card. Yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake, we went to the one in Florida, and the match we enjoyed was AJ Styles versus uh Shane McMahon in the Cruiserweight match. That was the <laughs> yeah. pre-show, I think. Oh wow. That was thirty-three. Like yeah. that was in the beginning. I mean, the latter match with Jeff Hardy, that was cool. Cardi, that was fine. Yeah, because it was, it was like, cool that they came back and yeah. Nobody but knew. besides that, it was just like a long show. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I've been like, whoa, this mania has been awesome. Um, I recently said that I think I what was it Survivor Series? I really enjoyed. That's the last one. Recently, I'm like, whoa, like this is a really good pay per view. But mania, it's been a long time, Jeff. So I've been like, wow. Overall, I really enjoy it, and maybe it comes from sitting there for so many hours you know that that actually plays up to it too yeah. like you sitting there so long it's like okay please come on you don't need all these matches on here oh yeah because i I, but, you know, but, I almost went i almost said i'm gonna go to wrestlemania this year and i thought about mm-hmm. it and i was like you know what yeah we did too <laughs> nah. I'm, I'm going to la i'm going to, i'm gonna go to la next year but okay that was my question yeah, I yeah. don't that's, know. That's, that's, that's the plan too. The funny thing is, I'm not sure I'm gonna go to WrestleMania. I may go to everything around WrestleMania. I don't. I, I you like, know what? You kind of stop 
sound like my co-host. That's very creepy to me. That's what he says. I've been like, what's wrong with you? You have to go something like, nah, I go everything around the independent show. Yeah. The stuff with WWE, but Ashley Mania? No. I'm like, you got to do the whole thing. Okay. It's one of them, like, we know you're going to suffer through it. We all suffer through it, but it's like, you got to just go to the whole thing. But no, I did think about that once. I was like, for this, I was like, let's not just go to NXT to come back and then go to work Monday. I was thinking that for a hot second. But I was like, nah, I just, I just watched this year. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch. Because it, it was all my like, Oh, it's in Tampa. It'll be good weather. But then I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. It's Tampa. It might rain. So I'm like, no, I'm, I've done this in New York. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be sitting, standing out in the rain again in New Jersey looking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we understand that. Uh, don't, don't, yeah, don't bring it back. I still have a PTSD for what, what happened up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jay, anything else before we go, sir? Uh, yeah. Uh, one topic I wanted to talk about before we got out of here. I noticed now, I don't know, maybe Jeff, you can kind of help me out with this. Um, this whole thing where a lot of people have kind of been talking about Sean O'Hara matches from you know, back in the day. And I know that kind of started on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I don't know who exactly started it. I think it was Cam. It, it, okay. Maybe, maybe it was. Yeah. But it, it, it's kind of become a thing where like people been going back and watching Sean O'Hara matches. Even I had a conversation with him talking about it. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen, I haven't watched any of his matches in a long time. So I went back. Um, and when I came back from uh, Portland and everything, I watched a few of his matches and, it's like you you forget that this dude at the time that he came along he he's like what what a Keith Lee is now what a, a dominant um, Dijak is now uh, Damian Priest these type of dudes that's you know these six foot six six seven dudes that's two seventy and stuff like this moving like a freaking cruiserweight yeah and it's like if he he it's like he came along a decade and a half too early. Absolutely. And unfortunately, of course, you know, he had personal demons and stuff like that. And unfortunately, he's no longer with us and everything. But it's just when you go back and watch like some of his matches, like this dude was crazy talented. And I mean, the match that always sticks out for me whenever somebody brings up Sean O'Hara name is that tag team match from 2000 uh, pay-per-view with him and Chuck Palumbo versus uh, the insiders, Kevin Nash and DDT for the tag titles. And that whole sequence where Nash has him in the corner and whips him to the opposite side. And instead of, like, going in, you know, and taking the bump to the turnbuckle, he catwalks up, does a backflip over Nash, and then hits him with a super kick. And it's like, that crowd didn't know how to react to that. Because, for one, you got a 6'6", 270 dude that's doing this. And it's like, I think they was more in shock than anything. But he had one of the most cleanest swantons that you ever seen and his mic skills weren't all that great but as far as a talent it's like he would have been perfect if he would have came along now because we would be seeing him probably in NXT going against these other big dudes and putting on like five star matches and things like that but uh what I want to ask um going with you Jeff uh like you remember Sean O'Hara and like does anything like stick out for you like in regards to him yeah, he was um he is absolutely a creator wrestler. When you create a wrestler, 
you put all the moves on him and he's way tall. He's 270 something. And he's moving around like a cruiserweight. He's absolutely somebody I would make on WCW Revenge. <laughs> absolutely yep. somebody I would make on there because it's just insane the things that he could do athletically in the ring. And I think what you said was right that when people saw him around that time, it was just jarring. It was like, whoa. You know, I'm used to Mike Awesome or Undertaker getting them walking the cat rope, you know, walking the ropes or maybe doing a frog splash or something like that. But this, no. How does my brain process this? What did I just see? And by they by the time they're trying to figure it out, the match is over. And it's like, wow. And he always stuck out to me. And I always paid attention to those tag matches because I'm like, forget Palumbo. I want to see what Sean O'Hara yeah. can do. I, I could care less about what Palumbo's doing right now because Sean O'Hara was that dude in the ring. And like you said, unfortunately, you know, like I've been saying, he just couldn't get out of his own way, had his own issues and stuff. But um, he had, he was like that, uh, what, do, what do you call it? You know, he's like that indie movie that did it first, but don't get the love. And yeah. then somebody, a big budget movie coming through the same movie this indie movie didn't get all the love. Like it was the first thing. And you know, it's unfortunate, but like I said, if anybody, if you can find any of his Sean O'Hara matches on the network, I guess you just put his name in the search and just check out what he could do in the ring. Like I said, his mic skills wasn't all there, but in the ring, he's like a, a prototype. What, what they talk about when, um, Bret Hart went against that dude, um, What's that dude name? <laughs> oh, uh, Tom McGee. <laughs> yeah. What they say about Tom McGee and what you thought you were going to see is what Sean O'Hara actually did in the ring. He wowed you like, whoa, like, wait a minute. That Tom McGee match, boy, they put a lot on that match. But I get it. It was a different time. It was like, what, in the 90s or something? So, yeah, it was a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, Sean O'Hara, he's really good in the ring. Unfortunate. Uh, but, like, he's like, he was like a cheat code. He really, he really was. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of stuff that he did is like, man, because I, 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 I kind of was under this belief too that if if let's say WCW doesn't go under, they don't have the problems they had. He could have been somebody that they could have put like all the chips behind and said, yeah. "Hey, we gonna make him freaking world champion." Yeah, they absolutely could have. I think if you could put a uh, manager on him, or if it's you know, if his uh, promos got better or something like that, they absolutely could have put the belt on him. Um, just athletically, he I don't think there was nobody else athletically at that time that could touch him. Like, he would do a swanton and like a feather. And you're like, what? He's 270. It shouldn't look that easy. Halfway over, halfway in the ring. I ain't talking about how Jeff Hardy do it, like, you know, that little bit. No, he's jumping halfway across the ring to do a swanton. And then, like, does this little, like, get us on his knee after he does it, like, showing you, like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, that was nothing. Um, Keita, uh, any thoughts about Sean O'Hare? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to. You know, you you, are, you guys already said everything need to be said about that. But one guy do come to mind for me is Mike Awesome. I don't know why, but a guy his size, he was doing stuff that he shouldn't have been doing either. Yeah, that's one guy um, that comes to mind for me. So he was a, he was another. Imagine if you you could have had the two of them versus each other, that would have been crazy. Oh yeah, 
I remember, yeah. I remember seeing um, Mike Awesome. I think it was the first time I saw it was a, like a tape. Somebody showed me some crazy Japanese tape. And he did that springboard, a springboard plunge. I'm like, wait a minute. He's 300 pounds. What's <laughs> happening right now? And he did it like in his younger days. Woof. You want to talk about somebody smooth? You would have thought it was Ray Mysterio doing it the way he did it. He was just, he was a smooth, you know, it's just those guys were like just the beginning, you know, of look now, like you say, you look at NXT now and you look around wrestling now and these guys are flourishing, especially in the NXT. It's like, oh, this is big man heaven, you know, because it's like those guys I call like, um, those guys are like hybrids. I like to call those big yeah. guys hybrids because they can, you know, they can do smash mouth, they can clothesline you, they can punch you, they can kick you, but they also can do some crazy stuff in the ring that you wouldn't even think they could do. And then yeah. um, one last thing about O'Hare, when I was looking at him, I was like, why does he look like a jacked up version of Jeremy Renner? And when I looked at him, oh like, man, because <laughs> he, 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 he do. So if you look at him in the face, like damn, him and Jeremy Renner could have been related. <laughs> oh man. Hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else, Jay? Or you got? Um. Uh, did you want to talk? About, well, um. Because we're on the time limit. Yeah. You, you 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 making me cash out. <laughs> All right. No, I got nothing. All right. I got no, it. go ahead. I'm. I'm. Go ahead. No, no, I looked through my notes. No, no, we pretty much covered everything. So, no, I got you, you know what? This is what I go through, Jeff. Um, Jeff, do you have a question for us? I just wanted to make sure. You know. Um, no. I think we covered everything as far as wrestling because I can't think of nothing else that we might have skipped. Okay. Well, I was going to talk about the XFL, but I could say that for another time. Oh, but, what about um, the XFL? No, 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 no. Let's not save that. Let's Let's get it out because you never know. <laughs> you never know what might happen day after day well, with it. That's true. Uh, thoughts about it? Like, do you like it or dislike it? Um, as of right now, I've enjoyed the XFL. Um, what I learned week two is there is an issue with quarterback play. Um, there's levels to it, and there's your quarterback um, from Houston, PJ Walker. I think that's his name. And then there's everybody else. There's issues. Yeah. There's really big time jarring issues at quarterback. Other than that, I think I've liked um, the ideas they've incorporated as far as kickoff. And, you know, I don't know if I'm too fond of the interviews on the sideline. Some of them have been funny, but some of them have been cringy. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, that's different. Um, hearing the plays being called in is, a, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I think this time around, it's better than the first time around. Um, they have money for it to go for three years. So let's hope they stick to it. I mean, people watching, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Especially in DMV area, you know, we don't have hope with the Washington Redskins. Oh, they don't, actually. So I'm not a fan. But, like, people in D.C., they are really into the defenders. So, I mean, for right now, it's good. I mean, I, I enjoy what I watch. It's something different. Um what the whole like the um like on the sideline when they talking, I don't know. It just reminds me of a Vince thing, like what he do with Michael Cohen. It, it felt like he came up with that scenario. Maybe not, but I don't know why. I, it just felt like he was like, we have to have that in there. But uh, I, I like the whole format of it. It's different. It's um, it's like you know, it's like watching uh, 
ECW back in the day versus WWF. You know, you knew what you going to get with WWF, but ECW is like, what you going to get? It's like something crazy going to happen. So I'm really enjoying it. It's fine. Jay? Um, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, like Jeff said, um, <laughs> PJ Walker is kind of like, yeah, he is the the standard for what they want with their quarterbacks. And I think somebody even asked on like one of the sports shows, like, "Oh, uh, why aren't you in the NFL <laughs> or something like that?" It's weird. Like, yeah, why is it? Because he's basically. Like we were talking about Sean O'Hara being a hybrid, he's basically a hybrid as far as he's like Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson right now. And I mean, that one throw that he did, it was like, you shouldn't be able to do that. That, that should be like the laws of physics when throwing a football shoot. It, that shouldn't be able to do that side throw that he did. And it's like, it just went perfect. That was a perfect spiral at a sidearm. You should not be able to make that throw, but he made it. And then people talk about, oh, uh, well, Tim Tebow might go to the XFL. It's like, nobody wants to see Tim Tebow. He had his time. He he, he had his time. But they, they, they don't need him in the XFL. They do need some better quarterbacks, but they don't need I Tim mean, Tebow in the XFL. I mean, why not? Nobody wants to see that. Why? No. Have you seen, no. have you seen he, some he of them quarterbacks? Have you seen some of them quarterbacks? I'm not saying all of them is bad. Look, Tim Tebow ain't gonna be no. Look, he can go right in. I just think that um, something's telling me that PJ he didn't get looked at because that style of play is still kind of frowned on, and you have to have the right coach and organization that's willing to be like a Baltimore, be like a KC to especially Baltimore, say, uh, no, we're going to work with your strengths. We're going to, you know, hide your weaknesses and we're going to everything. We're going to center this team around you because PJ's really good. <laughs> He's really good. And I'm just like, how you not on the team? How you not a backup on the team in the NFL? But, you know. I mean, freaking Josh Johnson is in the XFL when he was with the Redskins and was their best quarterback for a small you know, time period, but they instead of letting him be the backup, they they let him go, and now he's in the XFL. And this dude, he has one of those kind of journeyman stories where he's been in the league, then he's out of the league, and now he's in the XFL. But but yeah, it, it's I mean, when it comes to their quarterback play, it is subpar some of these dudes. But I just don't think Tim Tebow needs to be there, especially with the fact that I get it because then. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, okay, you, you fizzled out in the NFL, and then all of a sudden, oh, I want to go play baseball, and you're still in the minor leagues, and then now this new league come along, it's like, oh, well, maybe I can go do this now. And it's like, no, stick with one thing, dude. Well, you know, like, money, you talks. Be a- money talks. Money talks. <laughs> well, okay. And unfortunately, the, the dirty secret nobody wants to talk about is Tim Tebow likes money. I don't care about his Christian and all that stuff. He likes money. And another dirty secret is they need ratings. So all those people that yeah. are Christian and love Tim Tebow and love the kneeling thing they will, will be a- added to it, and that's more eyes on them. So financially, it will benefit both parties. Yeah, it will. Yeah, we will. Yeah, from a business standpoint, yeah. But I just don't want to see no Tim Tebow. I saw him for four years in the NFL. And, uh, yeah. Tebow mania. Good God. 
Tebow Manny was running wild. Yeah, yeah. But for the last five minutes of the game, we had to suffer through no, 55 Those are the best parts of his game. <laughs> those last five minutes were fantastic. I'm like, man, oh, we're lighting it up. I, I still can't believe he won a game by only completing two passes, threw the ball seven times, only completed two, and one got a lucky catch that went for a touchdown. And they, and they went crazy about that. And I'm like, what? Like, really? This is but what y'all went crazy about? Think about it this way, though. Think about it this way. Now, I understand every quarterback is not going to be 100% accurate, but just look at it this way. If he had a quarterback, or if he had, no, excuse me, if he had an organization like Baltimore to say, you know what? We're going to work with your strengths. We know you can't do this, but we know you can do this. You get what I'm saying? Because, like, nobody yeah. wants to talk about it. Lamar Jackson made a jump from year one to year two. Because the organization bought in and said, we're going to rock with you and we're going to put these players around you. They didn't do that with Tim Tebow. No, learn this playbook, do this. And you know what I'm saying? So it was hard. And I'm not saying that would have improved his accuracy, but I saw Tim Tebow in college because he played for my favorite uh, college football team, the Florida Gators. They won two national championships. So he got to know how to throw the ball somewhat. I seen him throw plenty of passes to Percy Harvin in Florida. So I'm like, yeah, y'all can yeah. tell me what you want, but you, you know, it's, it's a, it's levels to it. And I understand the whole Tebow mania and I understand the Tebow hate, but excellence in those. Come on, man. If you ain't going to buy into the quarterback, then he was already doomed. He won. He won in spite of, he played like crap last five minutes. He won, whatever, whatever. But that's not the story here. Tim Tebow. The story is the XFL it's thriving right now. Yes, yes, it is. So, it, it, well, I'll put it like this: it right now, this revamped uh, XFL 2.0, I think, is leaps and bounds over the original XFL. Yeah, yeah. That was like, oh, we're just gonna throw a whole bunch of replacement players out here, and just let them just go wild or whatnot. Okay, oh, my bad. I was on Facebook actually. I'll try to figure out something. Um, great hosting. Well, I mean, y'all took over, so it was fine. Uh, no, I was checking on the panties over actually. But um, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We do appreciate it, sir. Absolutely, no problem. I told you, y'all got anytime you need me, I'm here. Okay, I mean, you remember the whole WCW thing we did? You know what? I'm going to tell you something funny about that. I watched another 2004. I was like, no, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. I can't think what it was. Was it sin? I think it was like WCW sin. I was like, why the hell am I watching this? And I was just like, yeah. Yep. Doesn't make. And I still can't believe that's the only time period of WCW that you will watch. No, no, I watched stuff in the nineties, but it just—I just wanted to see. Because when I was a child, Jeff, I literally came on the last episode of um, WCW Nitro. I was like, "What is this?" You know, I was watching WWF. I was like, "What is this?" So, um, a couple of years ago, I was like, "You know, let me go back and watch the pay per view from 2000. And then, of course, I watched the other ones. I mean, they were good pay per view, but these was just like—I just wanted to see something horrible, and I got what I wanted. Yeah, watch Bash at the Beach 2000. 
Yeah, watch that. Ooh. I did. I watched all of them. All the 2000, 2001. I watched all of that. So, yeah. They were like um, only, was it only like two or three from 2001? Yeah, I know. That's why I said I watched all of them. <laughs> you know what? We, 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 all of them. we may have to take this ride on 2000, just go through it pay per view by pay per view. Oh, that, that's what I was doing. I don't know who was doing the NXT show uh, a couple of years ago, and I used to come on the show, and t- every week it would be a different like pay per view I watch. Couple how Alma and Johnson he got fat on uh, pay per view, <laughs> and then, like how the chance of championship changed hands. So I mean that, that was my times in a year and a half. And I only, I would only watch it when I was sick, Jeff. So that was the funny part. Like <laughs> I, I used to get like bad sides of action. I would just watch it, and it would help me go to sleep too. So that was like a bonus for somebody who had Thamia at the time. So, I mean, um, Rasta has it ups and downs. But um, do you want to plug, sir? Can you plug your stuff? Yes. Uh, Jeff versus the world. Uh, you can check me out every Tuesdays and Wednesdays and weekends. And I forgot. How did I forget? I got a sports part. Yeah, I got a sports uh podcast that we do me and my me and shaheed we do a bully and a hipster sports talk podcast where we talk about nba nfl and whatever else is going on in sports we run about an hour with that uh then i got the hood classics where we do movies then i got the i'm not dave podcast where i talk about wrestling and in march it will be a new episode which new show which will be once upon a time on a podcast where any and everything will happen and i may talk about a lot of personal things, a lot of things I just want to get off my chest. Anything. That show could be about anything. But the first episode will be my first year in podcasting. Oh, okay. And, if you, okay, and in, uh, in social media, Jeff versus the world, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. Awesome. All right, Jay, you can plug for two minutes. That's it. I don't have to. I, I'm not gonna, I don't need two minutes. Um, yeah, so as far as me, of course, um, you can check me out on uh, the Twitter at JMovieTalk. Um, over on Movie Talk right now, I, I did a bonus episode um, since I watched uh, Terminator Dark Fate on the plane ride back home. So I went ahead and did like a little small review for that. Uh, so that's up right now. Um, and then this weekend, episode 150, the official episode 150, uh, where I'll be doing the 20-year anniversary of Pitch Black, uh, starring with Vin Diesel. So that'll be up this weekend. You can definitely check that out over on TV Zone Podcast Network, on Podbean.com, and wherever else to listen to your podcast. Okay. Now, I, I was being sarcastic because of how Chris do his plugs. You didn't catch it, but it's okay. I know. Um, no, I did. I- for us, the Kid and Jay Show, um... Hmm. We got new episodes. Uh, I'm trying to remember the order. So me and Jay, we did, of course, the TakeOver uh, Portland post show. That's on the uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast at. And then we did a Black History episode with Mr. T. And we basically talk about WrestleMania 1, the main event with Mr. T. And he's out of breath uh, most of the match. <laughs> um, next week, we got three new shows coming up. Uh, you're welcome. It's Black History Month, right? But um, we're having two guests, and then one is another Black History episode. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, okay. Twitter, of course, is the Keaton J Show. Uh, we talk ne- next podcast. is coming back with a new episode uh, with myself and Moneymaker Chris. We talk about NXT, AEW. Occasionally, we talk about power. We just talk about 
non WWE main roster stuff um, on that particular show. So I hope you guys could check that out for us. And uh, if you have questions about this show or any shows we do on that feed, please let us know. Uh, check out the Bag or Girl show. It's literally a show. I'm just there. But um, <laughs> again, thank you guys for joining me for this episode. And I think next week or the first week of March, I will let you know how much did we donated to the um, a organization because what we're doing the show just as for this year only is whatever time we go over, we had to donate. Um, I think I said what well, is a, a a dollar each minute. I think yeah. So it's like whatever yeah. we go over, um, we would donate to a cost this year and see how much money we can raise. So that's that's our giving back uh, to the community. Oh, that's so, what's um, up. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, Jay's been breaking me this month. So yeah, <laughs> I, have to I, I, I have to plug one. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I have to plug one more thing. So um, uh, Hood Classics. Uh, we probably we're gonna close it out um Tuesday, and we were doing Boomerang. Um, the reason why this is my movie I'm choosing me and Shahi gonna do Boomerang is because I went through this article and was reading a, a crazy thing about you know how the movie came together and what happened and stuff like that. An executive really said that basically how would anybody take Eddie Murphy with his big lips and wide nose as a romantic lead? And I was like, wow, that's insane. Cause that had to come from a white person. Absolutely. A white person. That's just racist. And the fact that this movie was black, black. And I just forgot like, this is an all black cast and everybody's in there from Martin, David, Allen, David Allen Greer, uh, John Witherspoon, uh, everybody, Robin Givens, Tisha Campbell. <laughs> it's like any, everybody around that time that was coming up was in this movie. And I feel like it's going to be a good movie to close out, but we're really not closing out Cause we still got one more movie to do, but, uh, yeah. Um, I hope y'all check that one out. Uh, we should drop Tuesday night. And I want everybody to really listen to that because I feel like this is going to be a really good episode with me and Shahid talking about this movie because this is a lot of things in the background that played um, for this movie and how it got done. And yeah, it's a lot of history behind this movie. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, definitely will check that out. Uh, Jay, any last words? Uh, are you watching uh, Wilder Fury 2 tomorrow? Mm, no, what is that? The fight. What fight? Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> oh I was like, Wild and Tyson Fury. Oh, I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, okay. okay, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, no, they're, they're, uh, they're wrestlers, the boxers, also. Oh, okay. No, my bad. I was like, who is the people? Um, no, not live. If I do, you know, it'd be somewhere else, but. Uh, I'm not paying for that. Like, the network, I'm not paying for that. That <laughs> <laughs> um, might last for 30 seconds. You yeah. know, no. no. You, you, you can find ways of watching it. Well, yeah. I know. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. Definitely. So I'll you know, be. He just got the first of that. So, I, yeah, I know. I'll watch. <laughs> but I'll watch. <laughs> Yeah, no. Exactly. But um 
my last words is uh it's still black history month we got one more week in this short month but um we see you guys next week and peace out peace, peace.